Hi, I hope that you're doing well. This week, I would like to talk on the topic of our attitude. So this little teaching is called Attitude of Gratitude. I have noticed that our attitude in life greatly determines how we experience that life on earth. And throughout my life, I've made the observation that those people who have a positive attitude and a grateful attitude, I just noticed that they're able to handle the demands, the pressures of life. They seem to be able to adjust, they can be flexible, and they really thrive very well. I have noticed that those people who have an ungrateful, negative, pessimistic, and cynical attitude really struggle in life. I mentioned in one of my other teachings that God is a positive God and we are to be imitators of God. So I want to get us to just examine ourselves, assess ourselves and see what is your attitude? Are you moody? Are you pouty? Are you unstable? Are you like a wave or are you still? Are you constant? now? Everyday life is not easy. We have so many challenges, we have responsibilities, but I feel that as Christians, we should really try and be stable. And you may not be a Christian, there are so many walks of life and so many different types of faith on the earth, but in general as people, I think that it's good to be stable. And having an attitude of gratitude helps you to be stable. So, firstly, I want to read uh, a scripture. It is Ecclesiastes from chapter 3. I will read from verse 1 to verse 8. It says, A time for everything. That's the heading. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather them. A time to embrace and a time to refrain. A time to search and a time to give up. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to mend. A time to be silent and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. So let me just pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the gift of life. I thank you for the ministry that you have given to me. I pray that you help me to speak eloquently, to express myself well. May this be a blessing to me as I teach. May it be a blessing to those people who receive as I minister. May you help me to speak your word, to speak the truth. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. So with this scripture, what I just want to illustrate is the Bible is telling us that there's a time for everything. In this scripture, I see that we go through different seasons. It says a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to uproot. So in life, we go through so much. The journey from the cradle to the grave is like a roller coaster. You go through so many experiences. And if we have a grateful attitude, personally, I just think that it will help make life easier. So I want to use myself as a case study and I will 
use a case study of Violet Mengezi, my maiden name before I got married. I was born, obviously I was a child, I was born in Malawi, but when I was four years old, uh, my mom got a job opportunity and we went to move to Canada. So that was the first type of instability in my life. Canada was a beautiful place, a wonderful place. I was very shy, very introverted, very quiet, but once I settled into that environment, I thrived. I made some friends, I went to Catholic school, I learned about God, I learned about Jesus, and I had a good foundation and I was happy there. And I feel like if I would have stayed in that place, I would have just been like a star on the rise. So then next we got moved to France. That's where my mom got posted next. She was working for the Malawian embassy. And you don't always have a choice as to where you're going to go. So we moved there. We left Canada when I was 8 years old. And we were in France up until I was 13 years old. So there was another shift, another instability. And I went to a British school. So I had to move and shift from a Canadian way of doing things and learning, which is very American, to... A European British system so it was very challenging for me I didn't have any friends I didn't have confidence I didn't know how to speak French in the beginning of course this was a British school there was English but then they were speaking with English accents I had a very strong Canadian accent stronger than the one that you're hearing now so it was very challenging for me. I've gone through a lot of cultural shock in my life and I became much more introverted much more withdrawn as I got older, I had episodes of depression. I just became very withdrawn, very depressed. I had suicidal tendencies, and I developed an attitude where I struggled to be grateful. So after living in France for five years, in 2005, my family moved back to Malawi. And my expectation was, wow, I'm going to my home country. People will receive me with open arms, but that wasn't the case. I went to high school here and I experienced a lot of bullying, a lot of prejudices, people judged me and they thought that I was someone who was proud. Um, in Malawi, in our local language, Chichewa, people say, Ndiwe Onyada, you are proud. You think a lot of you. So people judged me very harshly. I had a lot of negative experiences with my peers and it was just pain after pain after pain. I became a very negative person, very sarcastic, very cynical. I remember really struggling in my teenage years. If people would ask me questions, I would answer back with a lot of attitude. And I remember going through a season where I was just like, whatever, you know, people would ask me questions and I was like, whatever. So I think in many ways that was my coping mechanism. And I just want to say that many times in life when we're under pressure, we're in we are under strain, when we're in pain, we can really lash out and it can bring out the worst in you. But I feel personally that God wants everything to bring out the best in us. He allows things to happen in your life, things to shape you and form you as a person. And I truly feel that his intention is to bring out good. He wants to bring out the gold. There's a saying that pressure, pressure makes diamonds. Many times, when you're under a lot of pressure, it just feels like it's too much. For example, I'm someone where in the past three years, I've experienced a lot of transformation. I became a wife. I lived with myself and my husband for one year. Then we found out that we were expecting our first child. And it was just 
a lot of change, a lot of instability. It wasn't easy. So we've been through a lot. As new parents, you go through the sleepless nights, the hard days of looking after your child, and it's very repetitive, a lot of routine, a lot of stress. And I know what it is to be under pressure and just feel overwhelmed and feel like I'm being crushed by this. But through it all, I truly feel that God has used motherhood as a catalyst to bring out such amazing qualities and I've seen such beauty and such strength in my character. So I just want to encourage all of us that through all seasons of life, let's try very hard to be grateful. So what is an attitude of gratitude? I feel that an attitude of gratitude is an attitude whereby you count your blessings in every season. I'm sure that we have heard the saying, God is good all the time. There's a song by Don Moen. God is good all the time. He put a song of praise in this heart of mine. God is good. God is good all the time. Such a wonderful song, right? And even the psalmist, uh, when we see the book of Psalms, you see David. He goes through so many emotions. From one minute, he's like, oh God, you are holy, you are worthy, I will praise you. Then the next, he's like, Lord, you have forsaken me. Rescue me from the devourers. He's human. I just want to reassure us that as Christians, we are human. We have pain. We have emotions. We shouldn't pretend and just be like, yeah. God is good, guys. That means that I don't have any pain. It hurts. We've gone through so much with COVID-19. There has been death that has just swept the whole world. We've lost friends personally. In January, I lost a good friend. It wasn't to COVID-19. And it's just devastating. So own your emotions. Own your feelings. But despite that, still be able to say, God is good all the time. That is his nature. His nature does not change. A grateful heart comes from God. So we need to spend time with God. We need to abide with Him. We need to be in the Word. We need to pray. You can only have an attitude of gratitude by the grace of God. And when I look at my life and all the challenges and all the things that I've been through, even lately, like I said, I lost a friend. My friend died and it was painful. But the fact that I can still say, you know what, God, I don't understand why this has happened. I don't know why I've lost a friend why so many other people have, have lost loved ones, but God, you are still on the throne. I'm still going to trust you. I'm still going to believe in your good promises, like Jeremiah 29.11, which says that you have good plans to prosper me and not to harm me. So I just want to encourage us to believe and to speak and say God is good all the time. I just also want to add on to the fact that your attitude determines your altitude. If you're constantly being a negative person, you can't even see anything to be thankful for. How are you going to have motivation to get out of bed, to be fruitful? How are you going to be able to go to work? How are you going to be able to be your best self, to be a good spouse, to be a good parent? When you are grateful and when you count your blessings, it doesn't mean that the negative things don't exist. It's just like a lens that you're choosing to focus. For example, in photography, when you take a picture, you take a camera and that camera focuses 
and you want to really get all the right elements and you want to get a good angle you want the picture to be bright enough you want to really try so hard so that the picture can come out well so I just want to encourage people that in life we need to choose what to focus on. If you focus on the negativity, that is all that you will see. So I've talked about me being depressed for a long time, especially during my teenage years, and I got into the habit of complaining. Many times it's not easy to be someone where we have a grateful attitude. So if you're not grateful, I would say examine yourself. Many times it's a sign that something is wrong in your life. If you look at your life and you have no idea of what is good or you can't see anything, that's a sign that something is wrong. That means that you have been blinded, that you cannot see. And many times the devil, the enemy comes and he blinds us. Many times it requires God to come and open our spiritual eyes. When I was a teenager, I remember going to high school. I would have lunch with my friends and we would sit in a circle and we would just huddle and just be busy complaining, oh my life sucks, this sucks, this boy doesn't like me, I hate class, all these things. And much of it was frustration as adolescents we go through hormonal shifts, peer pressure, so many challenges. So I just wish looking back on that that we could have vented and then we could have prayed and said, God help us maybe read the Bible, shared some words of encouragement, but it was just complaining. And God really hates complaining. Complaining doesn't do anything. It doesn't bless anyone. It doesn't glorify God. I just want to add on that when we go through the Bible, we see that God is a God who hates murmuring and grumbling. He hates complaining. He doesn't like negativity. When we see the Israelites and their movement from being slaves in Egypt, going to the land of Canaan, on the journey it took so long. It took them 40 years. You don't have to take 40 years to go from a space that's not so far if you're just obedient and you follow what God is telling you. But when you're just complaining and magnifying the problem, how can God help you? How can you see the light? How can there be any solutions? God gives them food. He gives them manna and then they start complaining. We're tired of eating this. So I just want to help people see that we really need to get out of a spirit of complaining. There are certain attributes or certain actions that can get in the way of you being a grateful person. They can hinder you. So we really need to examine ourselves. For example, in Malawi, we really should be grateful. I know that we've lost people, but if you compare with the rest of the world, if you compare with North America, Europe, Asia, I mean, the death toll is just shocking, like places like Italy, and you compare to here, I'm not saying that we should be like, ah, oh, we're good, you know, people have died, pain is pain, but let's also be grateful because Malawi has experienced divine protection, we see the hand of God, we have been spared, our health system is not good. There is so much that is wrong with our country, so much corruption. We don't even have enough facilities. We don't have enough resources. And you see that God has really protected people. We should be grateful. In Malawi, we should really say, you know what? God, you have protected us. Hallelujah. So let's just keep cultivating a grateful attitude. Why else should we be grateful if you have life? your health, a home, shelter, clothing, food, family, electricity, 
We should be grateful as people. Let's count our blessings. Wake up in the morning, say, Heavenly Father, thank you for the breath that's in my lungs. I have a family. Uh, thank you for my husband. Thank you for my son. It's not easy being a parent. There are lots of stresses. There are other people who are unable to have children. Yes, I deal with stresses, but I should have a grateful attitude and just be positive. And through that, the Bible says that his grace is sufficient in our weaknesses. He will see us through. So, uh, yeah, like I said, when you're married, be grateful for your spouse. Marriages has a lot of privileges. There are people who are single who are just longing and craving for a spouse. Let's appreciate them. We have so many benefits. We have the benefits of intimacy. We can have children. We can have extended family. We need to appreciate our spouses because we said, till death do us part. These marriages, when it's going well, it is heaven. And when it's going wrong, it feels like hell. But we really need to strive to be grateful. If you're miserable, just know that it's not going to be forever. Try hard to do what is right. I know it's not easy to live with someone and their annoying habits. We all have flaws. We're not perfect. Marriage is a union of two imperfect people coming together. Strive to do your best. If you're having problems, seek help. Ask for counseling. Churches provide that. Reach out to people. Let people know that you're struggling. Are you widowed? Um, reflect on your life. Cherish those precious moments with your spouse. I can't imagine the pain of losing a spouse, but be grateful for the blessing you had of that spouse. Be grateful for the time that you have to focus on God, to focus on projects. It's time for you. Look after yourself. Are you retired? Rest. You have worked hard. Focus on your projects. Don't stress so much about it, you know. Um, People who have retired, you really need to have planned for that properly. If you haven't, it's never too late. You know, ask for help. Try and find friends. Try and find people who can assist you and direct you to solving your problem. Are you childless? Maybe you're waiting on God for children. So there are so many people who have biological children in this world. What about the orphans? What about those babies where their mothers dump them in a pit latrine? Or their mother is uh, their mother has died giving birth to them? These situations are tragic. And maybe you're trying to have a child. I'm not trying to discourage you. Have hope and have faith. For example, I have a child. God is uh, a faithful God. He does not love me any more than someone else who doesn't have a child. Pray for a child, but while you're waiting, you know, take action. Faith is also about taking action. Maybe you can be a parent and adopt a child. Uh, some people are such wonderful people as parents, not biologically, but because they're so kind and so nurturing. The friend that I lost, she was just so warm, she was loving, she was nurturing, she had a little nephew. And she was constantly posting, <clears throat> excuse me, she was constantly posting status updates. And I was like, Tapiwa, is this little boy your baby? The same way that I would constantly be sharing about my son. She talked about him like he was hers. Some people may not have children biologically. That doesn't mean that you cannot parent someone or raise someone. I have a sister. She's 10 years older than me. She helped raise me. You can have... Um, nephews and nieces. I'm an aunt. I can also help to parent them. So these are all just examples of different situations that we are in. 
And I'm just trying to encourage you that we need to have a grateful attitude in every situation. Be grateful for your life. Life is a gift. For example, wanting to commit suicide is not being grateful. You are despising the life that God has given you. I know that life gets overwhelming, but I just want to say that committing suicide is a sin. The Bible says in Exodus chapter 20, we see that there are the Ten Commandments. It says, thou shalt not kill. That even applies to you. If you kill yourself, you're going to leave behind friends, family, people who love you. For example, I have a son. If I kill myself, who's going to look after my child? How is he going to grow up in his thinking, thinking my mom killed herself? What about my husband? I'm going to just dump him, <clears throat> excuse me, with the responsibility of looking after a child. How is a man supposed to love a child the way that only a mother can? Hanging yourself is not going to solve your financial debts. It's not going to solve your problems of heartbreak. Maybe someone cheated on you. Maybe you're having relationship issues and you just don't know what to do. Be still. Ask for help. Committing suicide is a permanent solution to a temporary problem. So I just want to encourage us that we should strive to have a positive attitude, a grateful attitude. This will help us in our lives. So I hope that this has been a blessing to you. Stay safe.